I'm the I'm the straw that stirs the drink, Jake. Mm-hmm. You know that, mm-hmm. and I'm the man. So mm-hmm. go ahead and play the music. This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. Happy Monday, April 11th, 2022. Jake's back, fresh off his trip. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? How's your trip, Jake? It was great. It was so awesome. Jake killed a bunch of birds and trees at national parks over the weekend. We'll talk about that. That's going to be an argument. I can feel it right now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Will it be an argument, do you think? No, it'll be fine. (laughs) Jake went to, where'd you guys go? Bryce and Zion over the weekend? Yeah, Bryce and Zion, yep. Yeah, it was great. Jake's very happy about this. Uh, We'll talk about that. Obviously, uh, the NBA playoffs tip off tomorrow night. Um, Your Brooklyn Nets are going to go out in a one-game flame-out. Probably. Kevin Durant's not as good as Luka Doncic. At least he's going to play. And all that good stuff. So uh, make sure you hit subscribe on the show. We are giving away a PlayStation. By the way, pretty good weekend for for subs. We were at 37 and change, and now we're at 38.30. There you go. So you greedy MFers are trying to win a PlayStation. We appreciate that. Um, hit subscribe. We are going to give away a PlayStation 5 when we uh, hit 5,000 subscribers, which now seems within reach. It's only 1,200 away. Um, so that'll be good. Don't forget next week we'll be in Los Angeles doing the show, um, is we have to talk about the awkward nuptial yeah. with bullets should on the be table quite guy, the experience. you know? Yeah. Quite the experience. Yeah. We should talk about that coming up as well. See, we do have a lifestyle topic today. Jake said we didn't have a lifestyle topic today and he was literally like turning over tables and throwing stuff. Let's be honest about what we show. talk about on the show every day. We talk about the jazz. We're going to talk about one other story. And then we talk about life. That's the show. So there's no reason to stress. Everything's fine. No, it's We're not. good. No, it's not. The world's not ending. Yes, Sky's it is. Sky's not falling. Pooty. We're good. Anyway, the point is, uh, let's start. <laughs> We're off to a great start mm-hmm. on a Monday. Let's talk about uh, the Utah Jazz and what a lucky break this team got last night. Um, in that, Luka Doncic who should have been suspended for the game last night. He got his 16th technical foul, which was rescinded by the NBA. So Luca was allowed to play in the game last night, and he promptly, Jake, has a significant calf strain um, and looks to be in doubt for, I guess it tips off Saturday, the Jazz do. Yeah. Uh, the Jazz and Mavs in round one in the 4-5 matchup I guess you can never say that the Jazz are one of the most unlucky teams in the NBA. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was. It, well, first of all, we'll see. You know, if Luca plays number one, you know, if he does play, how effective is he number two? But yeah, I mean, it's it's a big break, and I, and I think this is the kind of thing that that this team could really use right now. You know, um, getting getting into a matchup with a team that suffers an injury is a is a huge is a a huge advantage, obviously, and and I don't think it should be. 
uh, couched or positioned or framed as, as something that, you know, the Jazz needed to to win the series, assuming that Luka misses time, because that's still not, not been said or, you know, laid out yet. But let's assume that he misses a game or two, maybe more. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, if he misses time, that's a huge break for the Jazz. And I think it's a it has been uh, it's been a long season. I'm glad the regular season's over for this team. Uh, frankly, I'm tired of talking about the shortcomings of this team, and I'm ready to talk about what they're going to do in the postseason and and in this summer. You know, and and this is kind of the start. It feels like let's say he misses game one. That's a huge opportunity for uh, for the Jazz. Huge opportunity. So yeah, I think it's a big break. I think it's exactly what the team needed. And hopefully, Luca misses game one, and you can go out and get a one zero lead in this series. That's what I'd be trying to do. Yeah, I mean, Avi, I, I think the most important thing here is this is now this now becomes a very attainable win for the Utah Jazz because I think we've seen it. Look at Boyan Bogdanovich missing the game last night. Again, with this calf strain that he's dealing with, calf strains are notoriously bad. And the kind that Luca suffered where, if you didn't see it, he was trying to run up the floor and went to push off of his left leg, which was fully extended behind him. And he got hit by a sniper. It's the Kobe Bryant calf yeah. strain that turns into an Achilles tear. And it is one of those things that does not heal quickly. Calf strains take forever to heal. And I, I think, I don't, I don't know what you guys think. I don't know what you think. I think this is absolutely a, a huge break for the Utah Jazz. I mean, you have had one of the roughest stretches in the last six to eight weeks that this Utah Jazz franchise has had in recent memory. Mm -hmm. um, you were propelling yourself forward to a first round exit from the playoffs, likely dismantling this team, which I still think happens. And then Luca blows this calf out last night. Jake, I don't know what more opportunity this team needs to win a playoff series than this right here. And I actually think it's imperative that this team win a series. Yeah, I, I think it's, yeah. I mean, that's that's 100% true. I, I think if you were to have a first-round exit, that would be really rough um, and not something you want to deal with. I think at least going out in the second round, you can kind of deal with that. But, yeah, I, I think when you look at the Dallas Mavericks roster, Luka is obviously the guy who makes everybody around him better. Um, I think that, you know, with if, again, if and assuming that Luka misses game one, let's say, uh, which, again, is Saturday, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, um, you know, Jalen Brunson is going to be the guy that's going to have to carry the load, I think. I mean, he's the guy that, you know, looking at their roster that you would plug in there and ask to play make. And so, you know, then that means that, you know, Hardaway's got to step up or, you know, you've got a Finney Smith that needs to step up. Like these other guys, like Bertans is another guy, an X factor. When he's playing well, this Mavericks team is a much different team than when he's really struggling. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I, I think... You know, if you were to, you know, worst case scenario, this this, you know, is a is a really deep and long series and somehow you get outlasted in seven games and Luca comes back and, you know, the middle of the series, that would be a really rough way to go out. But frankly, I think that yeah, again, to keep it positive, this is the break you needed. This is this is basically the best case scenario for you. Cause either way, you know, with what happened to Luca and the way that went down, he's not gonna be a hundred percent. He's not gonna be you know, the the guy you saw the last time around where, you know, he's going by everybody and just torturing you in the mid-range. So that's the best part about it, in my opinion. Even if he does come back, you can't tell me the guy's going to be able to play, you know, 40 minutes plus and be, be the dominant player that we know him to be. So it's a huge break. 
I think that the 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 Jazz couldn't ask for much better, and hopefully they can. Hopefully, you know, I wish Luca well. I hope he gets healthy. But if you're a Jazz fan, hopefully Luca misses two games and you win both of those games handily, and you handle your business in five. That's that's what I would be looking for as best case scenario. Because again, the other thing you got to consider is this roster is older for the Jazz. So the less games you can play early in the playoffs, the more rested you're going to be, the more you know um, ready to go you'll be for the next series. And that, I think, is another crucial factor. If you were to play seven in the first round, that's going to make it awfully tough in the second round when you're playing a better team. So I think that's something to consider as well. Yeah, and I, I think the, the more interesting thing here is this is the bump that this team's been waiting for. Like you needed something like you needed a break. This Utah Jazz team needed a break. And if 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 the 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 winds of luck blow through town and Luca can't play in this series, I feel zero pity for the Dallas Mavericks. This is big boy basketball. I am clearly not a fan of Luka Doncic. He should have been suspended for that game. And I think karma comes back around, man. And I think this is exactly the break that the Utah Jazz needed. And without Luka Doncic, I don't see any way the Dallas Mavericks beat the Utah Jazz in round one. It is not going to be an easy win. I think that we have seen the Utah Jazz struggle with athletic teams. I think we've seen um, in their games this year that the Dallas Mavericks are simply more athletic. They play at a higher pace. They are quicker. But a lot of those, those two wins were centered around Luka Doncic and his performance and his ability to impact specifically Rudy Gobert. I think that I, I just don't see a way. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Do you see a way that the Mavericks beat the Jazz without Luka? I mean, the only the only way that that I, I think plays out is if we get the the Jazz brand of basketball where they're turning it over a lot and basically allowing the the, the Mavericks back into the game. I mean, there's really no way that the Jazz should lose. Again, assuming that Luka's out, there's no way that you should lose to this Mavericks team because the games have been close with Luka in the lineup. So when I think about, you know, the two different types of Jazz basketball that we see on a pretty regular basis, you know, last night, obviously, it was Portland. You're going to play down to your opposition. They're a terrible team. You end up winning that game handily. But, you know, like, there's no getting around the fact that the Jazz really struggled from three last night, you know, in, in the first half. I mean, just not shooting I think they were like two of a gazillion last night in the first half I mean just brutal you know so when I look at that and I say all right you're heading into the first round against this Maverick team who does have talent they do have talent and let's say you were to have another half like that and you were to turn it over and essentially gift them a lead that's how that's how things go sideways in a series that you should win if you don't play your best basketball so if you're the Jazz, I don't think a whole lot changes from the effort, you know, discipline category. I think your strategy should change a little bit. I think that you should be you should be much more aggressive. I think that that um, you should try to play in transition a little bit more. But you know, either way, there's no way that you should lose this series if Luka misses significant time. You are better than this team when they don't have Luka Doncic, and I'm, I think we can all agree on that. Dude, losing this series without Luka. I mean, there's no way he's 100%. There, there, no way. It, there's no way he's 70%. And his game is predicated on quickness, getting into the basket, lift, um, the ability to rise and shoot the three. Like, I'm telling you, this is a, this is a game changer. I'm not assuming he's not going to play, 
Um, I just think I know based on, on experience and looking what guys deal with with calf strains, it's asking a lot for him to come in and even impact this series I mean, on any level. If you think about it, let's say that let's say he does come back for game one and he takes the same path that Kevin Durant took as a warrior in that series. If Luca goes out, plays hurt, and blows his Achilles, this series is over. The Jazz are going to win this series because that's going to take the life out of the Mavericks, you know, locker room. I mean, that's just that's just it. So I don't, I don't, um, wow. yeah, I had a burp. Sorry. You know, carbonated monster. It happened. How really. do you, how, like when did it become acceptable to burp on this show? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. We, we, yeah, we never got a policy on paper that we couldn't. So that's horrendous. We'll still, check the, we'll check the Monty show yeah, employee handbook. Yeah, for that one. We'll, we'll check that. But you know, yeah, I think that it would be really unfortunate to see Luca come out, play hurt. And, and, you know, if he were to suffer a major Achilles tear or something, that always sucks. But I don't know. I just think that this is what you were looking for is, it, is if you're if you're the Utah Jazz and Absolutely. there's no excuse to lose this series now. There's just not. You're you're better than this team. You're damn near better than them with Luka on the floor. And the only question is how long you're you're going to take to win this series. Because I actually think the expectation before this Luka injury was the Mavericks were going to win that series. I mean, yeah. that that to me was the expectation. You look at what happened um you know again Friday night against the Suns. I mean, an absolute another meltdown, and mm -hmm. it, it was that prototypical blueprint that we've seen the Clippers create on how to beat the Suns, and now your fortunes completely change. I, I mean, the game last night was meaningless. Yeah. What, who, who even cares? I think the only thing I took out of that game last night was just the the shooting was just so inconsistent. I mean, I, I, I but it, you're without Don and you're without bogey. Like, well, winning and losing the game was. I mean, you were always going to win that game, but but really, all I'm getting at is like. You, you like not having Don and Rooney is not, you know, obviously is not impactful to whether Mike Conley's knocking down his shot or Jordan Clarkson's knocking down his shot or, right, you sure. know, you've got Daniel House in the corner missing several threes. Like it would have been nice to see those guys play, you know, their 30 minutes or whatever, you know, make their shots, last kind of tune up for the postseason and then go hit the showers. That's what would have been nice. But either way, again, I'm not going to complain. You beat the hell out of that team as you should have, and and you go on about your business. Yeah, and I mean, you you look at the other thing that came out of last night, you know, is that you get 22 points out of Hernan Gomez, which is cool against an awful Portland team. Yeah, what can right, you do against but, Dallas? Yeah, I don't. He's not going to be a 10 point a, a night guy against Dallas. Like, I mean, I think you have to recognize that you know you played the guys that that, that were available last night. Whatever this team now can can spend an entire week preparing for the NBA playoffs. Yeah. You can get whatever bogey's issue is with this calf or get him as close to game ready as you can get him and have him feel as good as he can feel. Rest guys really, you know, design an attack that you feel good about going into that Dallas series. Cause that's the only to me, that's the only thing that matters. You you now have to be focused on winning this series. And I think you got to double down on that without Luca. I mean, I just can't believe the stroke of luck. Yeah. That I mean, that is Well, and you think about it too, that's a good point by you like, hey, you're not gonna play for a week essentially here. Yeah. You, you wanna make sure that you don't come out rusty. And and I thought, 
you know, the last thing I'll say about last night's game, one thing I would have loved to have seen last night, uh, um, you know, late in the first quarter, early in the second quarter, when you basically established you weren't going to make anything from three last night, <laughs> like go and attack the basket. I mean, it's at once some you point, established that you weren't well, you going weren't. to make I mean, anything were, from three. You were three. two of 18. Like you were, you were building a brick wall. Like, hey, literally. Blazers, play, hey, hey, yeah, dude. We're not making shit from three. You're not. So. Yeah. Just go at basket. Protect the basket. Yeah. This man was a bona fide scrub. The whole team. The whole team last night, dude. Like, he didn't make any shots. So, I just would love to see the adjustment be, let's go and get fouled. Let's get to the line. Let's see the ball go through the hole a couple of times. Look, when Nacho Belgrande was 4-7 from three. Yeah. So, let's not lump the whole team as in to struggle. Mm -hmm. Okay? My My guy... You know, yeah, man, the nacho cheese was flowing last night. I'm telling you, yeah, now, they shot nine at 36 from three, so maybe they, really? didn't, yeah, I mean they didn't shoot so well, but see what had happened was, uh, you know, it was a rough flight, you know, over yeah. Portland, right? And, you know, motion sickness and stuff. I didn't feel so good. Anyway, the point is, um, this game last night was meaningless. Who cares? Uh, it doesn't mean a thing. I think some of the storylines around the NBA last night were absolutely not meaningless. Right. Um, I mean, the fact that the Lakers won that game. Yeah. And Austin Reeves can hoop, man. Did you see the dunk by Matt McClung in overtime? Yes. yes. That was unbelievable. Showtime. What do you do with the Lakers? I think this is a huge talking point. Um, because I think when you look at the grand scheme of things, especially in the West, the lower tier teams this year, the tables kind of flipped. I mean, that you're able to to go into Denver and you put up 146 points on the Nuggies without <laughs> AD and LeBron. Yeah, I, I that's incredible. I mean, and you also, by the way, didn't play Westbrook in that game. You got 31 out of Austin Reeves, 41 out of Malik Monk. I mean. There's a young little a young Colt on that team that's got a lot to play for, you know, and and I think that I think Malik Monk wants to be the next Lou Williams kind of guy, you know. Um, Lou Williams obviously is a legend as a six man, and I think Malik Monk wants to be that guy, and I think he's showing that he can be. He's showing he can be instant offense coming off the bench, and I think that you know when when you build when you rebuild or retool whatever you want to use as far as the Lakers are concerned, when you go through that process. You got to not be so so selfish with the bottom portion of your roster. You have yeah. to be smart and be willing to pay some guys. And, like, I understand that you're paying AD, Russ, and LeBron a ton of money. But, again, you are the Lakers. Like, this is the, the bed you made. And now it's time to, you know, back up the Brinks truck and bring some guys in who can actually contribute. And I think that hopefully – Hopefully, when you're done with this process, the only th- conundrum you have left is Russ and AD. Because I think we can agree, Braun's still got you know gas left in the tank. I don't like how he handled this season. I don't like that he sat out and didn't live up to, uh, in my opinion, like what a Laker legend should he, be. He quit on this team. Dude. Yeah, he they missed the playoffs by one game. Yeah, and he quit on this team. Yeah, and everybody wants to talk about him being a legend and, uh, you know, what a season. I think this was a terrible season for LeBron James. Yeah. And I, I just the, – the idea that you didn't play and you missed, they missed the playoffs by one game is ridiculous. I yes. mean, it's the Lakers. The expectation is a championship, not missing the playoffs. Like, it's unfair. 
unfathomable that LeBron James is being, you know, crowned as this great player, and he is, who had this great season. No, he didn't. He quit on that team. Yeah. And the the accolades and the I, – I just am – I'm over it. A great – this is a great season in Cleveland, right? If he were wearing a Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. uniform, great season, bro. All these stats, everything you did, awesome. But as a as a Los Angeles Laker, this is not good enough. And 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 I think that I I I I hope LeBron understands that. But frankly, I got to agree with you that it doesn't seem like he necessarily does. I, I mean, again, it, it would be different. Could we agree it would be different if they had missed the postseason by like ten games? Yeah, you know, they, if it if, wasn't even close. Yeah, and if if you're missing the postseason by you know 10, 15 games, you've got a knee soreness and an ankle that you severely sprained. Okay, fine. You're out of the. It's over. You missed a postseason by ten games, man. What are we playing for? Yeah. You missed a postseason by a game. Yeah. Ah, like one single game. The Lakers are paying you an astronomical amount of money, and you quit on this team. Yeah. And today, Frank Vogel's going to pay with his job, because it's pretty well accepted that Frank Vogel's getting whacked. And now you're going to go through this process where who does LeBron want to be the head coach? Like, why is – and I understand he's a good player. Yeah. But tell me that LeBron James isn't delivering you diminishing results right now. Tell me that LeBron James is worth the pain in the ass and the headache that you're going through in Lakerland right now. Because I, you can easily point the finger at Anthony Davis like, hey, that's totally good. I'm pointing the finger at LeBron James because when he's not in the lineup, it seems like they get better performances out of guys like Talon Horton Tucker. And I think Austin Reeves had a great season. No, no, no other way around that. But when you look at some of these numbers last night that Ellington gave you 18, Reeves 31, 41 from Monk, another 14 from Gabriel, like this is not accidental. Yeah. And to me, if I'm the Lakers, I go find a different superstar. This group of guys who played in one last night, that's not good enough. You're the LA Lakers. It's not good enough to have a bunch of, you know, second and third tier players starting for you. Yeah. But LeBron James has not delivered on the promises he made when he got to LA. One championship is not good enough when your expectations are multiple because you're the greatest player on the planet. And then you went and moved Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart. You moved all those guys out, right? And then, hey, we got Anthony Davis. We won a championship, but have not been close since. Yeah. That one championship isn't an excuse for this this level of performance. And by the way, is it lost on anybody that Kyle Kuzma went to Washington and was much more effective offensively? I'm not saying Kyle's a star. I think he is mercurial. I think he is hard to pin down and figure out. But he's played a lot more free-flowing free basketball in a in a Wizards uniform than he ever did with the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think what we're really saying here is that uh, is that right now with where LeBron is at in his career, you can't just you can't do what you used to be able to do with LeBron James, which is basically peel the sticker off one organization, put it on another organization, you're going to the NBA Finals. That doesn't work anymore. That those days are over yeah. in this league. Yeah. Those days are over. Yeah. And and again, I, I have a lot of respect for what LeBron's done in his career. Obviously, the things he's done for Cleveland and Akron are I mean, there's just nothing to talk about there. The guy has been nothing short of sensational in his in his hometown. But this is the Lakers. This isn't like some experiment where it's okay to go there and be hurt consistently. You know, this is the second season where he's just shut this shit down to end the season. Yeah. Like, how many times is that going to happen now? 
And, you know, like you're just supposedly waiting on Bronny James to come to the league so they can be teammates. You know, like, is all of this worth it? Yeah, I mean, if you're the Lakers, I don't think you even want any part of that little circus show. I, I respect I don't. I respect that LeBron wants to play with his son uh, in the NBA. I respect that 100%. I agree. That doesn't mean that the Lakers have to be part of that process. And I think that if you're the Lakers, this is the age-old conundrum, right? The age-old discussion. What point do you trade the best player on your team? At what point do you decide, okay— Hey, maybe maybe we won our championship and this isn't working out. You know, moving forward, we got what we wanted out of LeBron in this setup, and now it's time to go. I don't know. I'm not saying that this is that like that that conversation is right now, but I'm telling you that conversation's coming. Uh, you know, you have guys like Russ opting into forty-one million dollars or whatever it is. You know, you've got guys like AD who play fifty games a year, man. Like like on paper it looks great, but this is what I always tell people, whether we're talking stats. Or, 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 you know, real world, hey, can this guy actually play a full season? The paper only tells you so much. It's the actual impact they have on the game. That's the thing. This is the age-old discussion with Rudy Gobert. Great. Fill the stat sheet up. That doesn't mean that you're a championship-caliber player. You know, we've had this discussion over and over again. So, uh, and, and to be honest with you, I think the real balls of this conversation is is, is it better for the league when the Lakers are winning championships or when they suck? Because I got to be honest with you, you know, everybody's talking about the Lakers and everyone's talking about the NBA when the Lakers are bad. So I don't know. I really, I don't know what's better, but I can tell you that they're very relevant right now. I mean, would you rather be the Lakers? Would you rather be the Lakers or the Knicks? I think I'd rather be the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, would you rather be the Lakers or the Celtics? Well, right now, you'd rather be the Celtics. I Yeah, I mean, you're in the playoffs, and you've got two young stars. Um, I, I I just think the Lakers, somebody poisoned the well in L.A. I don't know. I don't know who that was, but I'm trading both LeBron and AD. If I'm the Lakers, I'm starting over. Um, and yes, it's going to be tough for a year, but I would trade LeBron and AD. This is what I say about the Jazz all the time. You're either contending for a championship or you're not, and if you're not, and you're repeatedly not, which the Lakers are and the Jazz are repeatedly not contending for a championship, yeah. you got to change what you're doing. And right now, I think when you look at the Lakers, they got to change what they're doing. And I I would not be hanging on to LeBron, you know, as the end-all, be-all. And if he wants to go play with Steph, hey, call Golden State. He wants to go play with Dane, call Portland. He wants to whoever and wherever, call him. Because you can't tell me, A, that – that there aren't teams out there that he would want to go to. B, the other thing is, I don't believe he wants to leave the Lakers. There's yeah. a lot of people saying that LeBron may want to leave the Lakers. No, come on. He is making so much money being a Laker. Yeah. Whether they win or lose, just the idea that his hub is L.A. is making him billions of dollars. His family is thriving. I mean, it, it is not close yeah. that, that he loves being a Laker. For a lot of reasons. But you have got to go and get somebody that can at least... Because if we're being realistic, you're not trading LeBron James. You're probably trading Anthony Davis and Talon Horton Tucker. Those are the two first guys that you're probably looking to move. And then you got to figure out this Westbrook situation, whatever the hell that winds up being. But my point is, you've got to figure out how to fix this situation. And my biggest question is, is Jeannie Buss capable of doing that? And the answer is, I don't think so. 
Not not in the near term. I don't see them winning a championship in the next two years. I, I don't unless unless something completely changes and this team somehow changes their stripes and spots completely. I don't see that changing. The the idea that you didn't trade Russell Westbrook for John Wall, I understand you didn't want to add salary in the long term. But if you don't have the balls to trade Anthony Davis, that's when you're going to know. If they trade Anthony Davis, that's when you're going to know they're serious about winning and winning right now. Because I think that's the only way out of it. I really yeah. do. And again, you got to figure out the Westbrook thing, but I think that's a totally different, hey, are we going to buy him out? Are we going to trade him? Are we going to take on another buy, bad contract? Like, can I go back to Houston and make the John Wall trade, but maybe make it differently with a third team that can help us do X, Y, or Z? You got to figure that out. The bottom line is you don't need a whole lot to contend for a title in LA. You've got good young pieces. You've finally got to figure out LeBron and AD. Mm -hmm. you, you've got to do that. Um, Nets and Cavs in the play-in game. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn, the seven. So it's at Brooklyn. It's a home court advantage. I mean, the Nets are eight-point favorites in that game. I have to believe that the Nets are going to win that game and go into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think that this is this is the ultimate, hey, you know, you should win this game on paper. But if you don't play your best, I'm telling you, this play-in tournament is, I, I'm telling you, on a surface level, they should route this team. On paper, they should route this team. But I'm telling you, you turn the ball over and you give the, you give the Cav extra opportunities – you're not you're not going to be happy with that result. So I I mean I would expect the Nets to win. Uh, of course, I would expect the Nets to go in there, you know, win no, by no, 10. No. No. You would expect Kevin Durant to win. Yeah. Cuz that's your boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean I I I think that I don't need to speak for Kevin Durant or what he can do. He's shown us what he can do. What did he tell you about this? Like I mean, when you guys were cuddling, did he, you know, did he say anything? No. He was just he was just caressing me and it was fine. <laughs> That he was, was it. caressing yeah, me. It was it was fine, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's full buy-in from you on the whole. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you know, because, see, right. I think the Cavs are going to make this a very close game. Um, and I think the Nets are going to win. I do. And I, I think the, yeah, and Garcia says, Daddy. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That's a drop on the show. Right. We have, like, a, some, some right. sound bites that we Daddy? play. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, there you go. Yep. That video never gets old, by the way. It doesn't. No, it works every time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think, yeah, I would agree that uh, Brooklyn's winning that. What do you make of Charlotte at Atlanta, though? Uh, I think it's a it's a it's a perfect opportunity for Trey Young to choke. I think that's what it is. I think for Trey Young, yeah, to I think choke. I think everybody thinks that that Charlotte's just going to get rolled over, and I think they're actually a difficult team to beat because of the pace they play with. But wait, when you say for Trey Young to choke... This is a game that Trey Young should come in and dominate. There's nobody... LaMelo Ball is as quick as him, but Trey Young uh, is more than skilled enough to, to handle LaMelo. And, and he's been in the postseason before. Like He's got experience. There's everything, everything, whether it's experience, stats, it's all in... Trey Young's favor. It's all in the Hawks' favor. But again, I'm telling you, this this Charlotte team knows they have nothing to lose. They know that people don't think they're going to win this game. So if you're LaMelo Ball, you know, if you're Bridges, if you're any of these guys, why would you not go out, play really tenacious defense, and play in transition? Play fast. Run them up and down that floor. Because remember, 
Don't forget what Atlanta did to teams like Philly and, and the Knicks. And this team is capable of beating really good teams, but I think sometimes we forget that this that the play-in tournament is no joke. You know, I think it's great for the league, and I think that this is what happens. Hey, we're playing this crappy team. We'll roll them, and then that crappy team all of a sudden makes it really tight, and it's just a matter of if you can close or not. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, Clippers at Minnesota. Wolves are only a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that game, and the Timberwolves have been playing dreadful basketball. Uh, obviously, they have rested some folks. The Clippers really should win this game. Yeah. They really should win this game, right? I mean, so if I had to guess, I think the first team out is probably Charlotte. Probably Charlotte in the East. But man, I look at I look at the two games out West. I look at, I think the Clippers beat the T-Wolves. San Antonio, I mean, you're <laughs> at New Orleans. That's no gimme. I think that's the closest game of them all. I think I'll take San Antonio. I think New Orleans goes home. Um, and I think you're probably San Antonio versus Minnesota, and I think Minnesota gets in. I Man. think it, I think that's I think you would so be. You think the Clippers choke it out against Minnesota? You think? No, they don't beat I them? think the Clippers. I think the Clippers beat the the T Wolves. The Clippers go into the seventh oh, okay. spot. Yeah. I think the the Spurs beat the Pelicans. And then it would be the Spurs and the T-Wolves. And I think the, the T-Wolves will get in. Okay, so the, you, so the Clippers are getting in. Yeah, the Clippers. So what you, are you? You said, you said. Okay, you, so you, the Clipper, the winner of the winner of game one, the 7-8 yes, game, goes yes. immediately into the playoffs. Right, so you're taking the, the Clippers loser, in that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting the Clippers to win the first game. Okay. All the right, loser all right, of that first okay. game goes down and plays the winner of the second game. Right, yeah. The loser of the second game, in this case, I think it's going to be New Orleans, goes yeah. home. They're yeah. out. Uh -huh. So you get the winner of the second game and the loser of game one. Right. So the loser of game one is going to be Minnesota, in my opinion. And I think they wind up playing the Spurs, and I think Minnesota goes into the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I, think, I mean, I think that's a likely scenario, for sure. And I, and I think... You know what's really tough about this is, like, I look at even after, especially in the Western Conference, like, the East is a little different, but with the West, even no matter what happens in the play-in the play tournament, I think all four of these teams, or all three of these teams, technically, I guess, are going to get are gonna get torched because you have Phoenix, you've got Memphis. Like, you've got all these teams that are just stacked. Like, But look at the Jazz path there. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good, man. Anybody see Klay Thompson last night? Oh, good, you know. Yeah, well, we, we want to play Golden State. No, you don't. Draymond's a prick. We'll notice notice who's not being talked about. When's the last time you heard anything about Steph Curry? Nothing. And he's in doubt, by the way. Steve Kerr said last night that his status is up in the air for game one of that series. Up in the air. So I don't know that he plays or not. But mm -hmm. what I do know is Jordan Poole is more than stepped into those shoes. There are a lot of people saying, and, and I don't agree with it, but there are a lot of people saying that Jordan Poole is past Clay Thompson in the in the packing order on that team. Um, it depends on what Steph's status is, because I still think that Clay is number one right now. Clay's their number one option. He showed that last night. I mean, just dominating at the rim in the mid range and from three. Um, I think he played exceptional basketball. I mean, Jordan Poole's a nice little player, um, but he's a guy that I think needs others to help him get that shot mm -hmm. and to get consistently be good. I think Clay Thompson can do it at all three levels. He can do it in any situation. 
No moment's going to be too big for him. Um, Jordan Poole's never been a number one or a number two on a team. You know, I, I, I think you fall back into the playoffs. You won't, This is why you almost always see that rookies don't play well in the playoffs, right? Because it's a huge moment. It's You feel that pressure. Guys who have been there and won championships don't necessarily let that impact them. They understand that pressure is self-inflicted. So I, I I think that's a that's a big big difference. All right, yeah. let's get some of your comments in here. Forrest G, first one in. What's up, David Lee? Hello, Edgar Garcia. Good to see you. Uh, Tanner says uh, morning casuals. Nacho Cheese Gomez played well against the Blazers G League team. You're yeah, casual. Exactly right. Uh, Greg Hawkins, what's up with you? Uh, the Jazz have been pretty lucky with injuries this year so far, Tanner says, especially with other teams missing players. This Luka thing is an unbelievable stroke of luck. I mean, unreal. Jordan A says, morning. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Thanks, Jordan. You too. James Knight says, what's up, you Jeep Jackoffs, LOL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, James, did you enjoy uh, the entire Jazz organization, including the janitors, going over to the Portland bench and hanging out with Joe Ingles before hanging during out? They and might after as well game? like put on knee pads yeah. and filleted the guy. Were they were they making Are out and me? having fun, or or what's the deal? Tanner said, "I heard a rumor that if Utah gets bounced in the first round, Down will want to go out of Utah this offseason. Do you guys think that's no. true? We've talked about this repeatedly, like a million times. Like, why is he begging fans to be patient if he's leaving? Did anybody notice that the other night? Like, I just think, uh, yeah, anyway. Rudy Sanchez says, morning, fellas. The way the Jazz are inconsistent, I don't believe anything is guaranteed. That could be very true. Well, I don't think that that matchup with Dallas is guaranteed, but certainly there's no getting around the fact that with Luka out, I mean, they, they really should win the series. Dude, you lose that series without Luka? I don't even know. You're nuking the whole roster at that point. Yeah. Like, you're, everybody except Don is, is gone. Uh, Funky Orion says, hello, I am not around now, but just to say the Mavs are still tough without Luca jazz should not choke blowing up big leads. If ever, well, they, that tends to be a trademark of theirs. That thing Friday night was ugly. And I know you were off pounding box in national parks and stuff, but that <coughs> loss, <clears throat> that loss Friday night to the Suns right. was ugly. Mm -hmm. Speaking of blue waffle, it was ugly. Bro. What? What? You just rolled out a blue waffle reference. Yeah, I did. Cause Keep it, it real. Yeah, that was some ugly stuff that was happening down there on Friday wow. night. That's not good. Um, Jeremy Bolton uh, says, well, hello there. Hey, baby. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Tanner said, uh, Jeremy says, hey, Tanner, this is not the team you're looking for. Tanner said, General Kenobi, you are a bold one. Okay. They're doing like Star Wars lines back. That's in cute. The you guys call that on a date in the comments? Yeah. Or? No touching. Keep your jeans on. Yeah. Tanner says, I have a feeling that um, that the Jazz win this series in seven games. Hey, guys. And Garcy says, shout out to No Bamba. No Bamba. He said No Mamba, but I'm Shout to No Bamba. There you go. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Rudy Sanchez says, Bleach Report just said Frank Vogel extended five years. No, he did not. Okay. Uh, if the Jazz lose this series against the Mavs, team with an injured Luka Doncic, a good chunk of this fan base will need therapy. Already needs therapy. Jeremy Bolton says, guys, no, Luka means no Luka's mom. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to need that Luka mama, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and Garcy says, love love the Luka mom. Everybody loves Luka's yeah, mom. Yeah, how do you not love Luka's mom? Hey, baby. Uh, Tanner says, quote, this man was a bonafide scrub. 
I've been waiting for you guys to use that drop one day. This man was a bona fide scrub. Just saying. Michael Burton says, Nacho Cheese Man has good length, just not consistent. I've got good length, too. Oh, ask your mom. You said I have um, good length. Uh, and Garcia says, why was Luca playing anyways? LBJ is not a Laker legend. Hello. Uh, guess you should ask the Lakers that then. I don't know why he was playing. He should have been suspended. But, hey, you know what? He was Karma. Who had less heart this past year, LeBron or Charlie the quitter quarterback Brewer? Oh. It is the noodle arm quarterback, please. Uh, Michael Burton says, I saw that Lakers might look to trade AD. Jeremy Bolton says, uh, La Bum. See, that's a play on LeBron. Right. It's it's Bum where, with LeBron, but you take the Bron off and you, know, you add the Le with you know, the, the so bum. it just all works together and yeah, stuff. Dad ass. Right. Uh, La Bum quit on this team multiple times this year, always leaving before the game even ended. Uh, and Garcia says, I'm totally surprised the Lakers didn't dismantle the roster midseason like the Cleveland did in 17-18 because of LeBron. Well, they thought they were going to make the playoffs. Man. It's very difficult. When you bring in a super team format, if you will, we have LeBron, AD, and Westbrook. The big three. It's hard to get motivated every night to play in those games. And I think that you, this team was built to play in the playoffs. And you're not going to be able to do that now because LeBron quit on the team and you miss the playoffs by game. Fucking A. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, it's so disheartening to see the Lakers like this. Seriously. I mean, if there's a team and a fan base that deserves a championship, it's the Lakers. <laughs> Come on. Tanner says, Jake, what does your girlfriend think of you cuddling Kevin Durant? Um, I, I don't have a comment on that at this time. Um, she's more concerned about him killing birds and trees. Right. Uh, right. eBay, the sofa surfer says I'm pulling for Terry Rozier and the Hornets. And Garcia says, if the clips take it, it'll be thanks to my man, Lou. Okay. Peyton jr. Is a boss. Yes, he is. Spencer Morgan says it was great to see Butler for so many minutes last night. He has a bright future at a point guard. It's a shame that jazz have wasted a year of his development. Correct. Yep. Michael Burton says, in the loss to the Suns, someone put glad wrap on the ring during the end of the third quarter uh, during the break. Okay. Okay. Um, James Knight says, you mean the unbeatable Phoenix team who struggled to beat the ugly Jazz, right? They struggled to beat the Jazz. The Suns struggled. Did you watch the game? I wouldn't I would, The struggle is not the word that I would use. Struggle is not the word that I would use. When the Suns showed up in the fourth quarter, the Jazz were not even competing. I mean, the fourth quarter of that game was full lockdown mode by the Suns. The The defense that Mikhail Bridges displayed, the pace, the fast breaks, the... I mean, are you serious? I don't know what game you watched. Uh Wenacho Belgrande isn't going to give you the scoring or shooting of bogey, but in terms of overall game impact, he's shown that he can be out there in the playoffs. What a savvy pickup for Ainge, Spencer Morgan says. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. No. I'm not doing it. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, as long as Luca's mom is involved, let's do it. <laughs> hey, Monty, who's your new co-host? Jake Sanchez with that fur on his upper lip. Okay, you guys, Jake, are that's, you? That's not nice. Jake, um, 
Jake. Yeah. Are you rocking some no, kind I'm of? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Buzz I on home, your upper lip. I wasn't lip. home much yesterday. Okay. Well. Anyway, um, I was depressed after the Suns game. I have noticed that the Sixers bench has been on fire the past month. Anybody notice that Thibault can't play in Toronto because he's not vaxxed? Mm-hmm. So they're going to miss him in two games. I mean, I mean, I know it's only the playoffs, but, you, you know. know. Might want to consider or reconsider. You know. Kyrie. Um, all right. Make sure you hit subscribe. If you're here right now, please give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. Uh, we like making money, so please click on our affiliate links in the description of this podcast or YouTube channel that you are currently watching. <laughs> um, let's talk about Dwayne Haskins. Mm. Mm -mm. The um, nearly, what, two days ago now? I guess 48 hours ago? For some unknown reason in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback... Dwayne Haskins was either walking or jogging down a freeway, depending on which report you believe. When he decided to try and cross a freeway and got hit by a dump truck, he was pronounced dead on the scene. He was in Florida training with his teammates. And it's an unthinkable tragedy. 24 years old. You know, again, uh, a son a brother, a father. I mean, just an unthinkable tragedy. I'm sure the details will come out. And when they do come out, I'm sure Adam Schefter will tweet them. <laughs> the tweet that Adam Schefter put out the other night announcing or breaking the news was one of the most insensitive things that I think I have seen in the media in a number of years. Adam Schefter tweeted that Haskins struggled to catch on with the Washington Redskins and Pittsburgh Steelers. Or I said Washington Redskins. Washington yeah, football either team. Way, yeah. That he struggled to catch on. Essentially, Adam Schefter tweeted that he didn't have a very good football career and then he got hit by a car, which later turned out to be a dump truck. And I just wonder, like, what were you thinking tweeting that? It's shocking for this. I, I don't know. He deleted the tweet and re reissued another tweet. Yeah. But am I the only one that thinks, like, that was a shocking mistake by adam schefter yeah i mean you can't wind the clock back you can't you can't or what's the saying you can't unwind the clock right like you can't you can't take that back i mean deleting the tweet doesn't help you i, I think you know the 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 thing is is you i mean obviously schefter knows this on some level of course but you you have a responsibility Man. with every tweet you send and i think that uh, why can't you just say uh like why, why couldn't you just send a simple tweet that said you know former Washington Commanders quarterback and Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback Dwayne Haskins has passed at this you know this age or you know whatever you know something just something simple like why like Adam Schefter we don't care what your opinion is when it comes to you know what did he have a good career we don't care what your Man. opinion is on that 
We care what your opinion is on, hey, do we think a trade might happen here or tactical stuff in the league? I mean, it's a 24-year-old dude. He made it to the league. He got through one of the worst organizations in the National Football League. But just think about that. If you are Adam Schefter and you you got hit by a truck and you were killed, what would you want people tweeting and announcing your death? That you you know, ran stories by for fact-checking with sources or that you were like like ripping your career? Is that what you want want people to tweet about you when you get hit by a truck and die? Not. And here's the exact tweet, by the way. Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida per his agent, agent Cedric Saunders. Haskins would have turned 25 years old on May 3rd. And the world lost their mind. He tried to delete it quickly, but it had gotten 8,890 retweets, 20,000 quote tweets, and 37,000 likes. So the damage was done. And then you listen to Lamar Jackson on Twitter. He tweeted at Schefter, quote, you lame as fuck, all-around grown-ass man and can look in the mirror and smile at yourself. Oof. People are really upset with As this. As they should be. And, As they should be. And and that was the mild, that was the mild reaction to Adam Schefter's tweet. Like, mm-hmm. there were a lot of NFL guys that were upset about it. And I, I guess the question is, like, what happens... What happens to Schefter for this? Nothing. He then tweeted again, Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before becoming Washington's first round pick and playing in Pittsburgh. And then, you know, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida. Like, it's, I I just can't believe it. And then there's Gil Brandt, the NFL Hall of Famer. Do you know who Gil Brandt is? Mm -hmm. You do know who Gil Brandt is. I know his name, yes. So Gil Brandt is a guy I know well. I worked with him at Sporting News. Um, We spent, you know, I've spent quite a bit of time with him on the radio. Gil has been for probably 20 years a crusty old man. Mm -hmm. Like, he just is that guy. He was asked on SiriusXM's NFL radio to evaluate Haskins when the quarterback was entering the draft following his season at Ohio State. Gil Branch, who is now 90 years old, said, quote, that Haskins was a guy living to be dead. He criticized Haskins' decision to leave school early and speculated, quote, maybe if he stayed in school a year, he wouldn't be he wouldn't do silly things. Alluding to Haskins reportedly getting hit by a truck while walking on an interstate for unknown reasons. That's unbelievable. He also said it was always something with Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. I, I, what? I think that's really rough. I think so wait, that let me get that. He just got hit by a truck. Gil Brandt, can you give us your thoughts on Dwayne Haskins? It was always something with this guy. He was living to be dead. Like that's your answer. I'm a, the, like this it's is one of the shocking. most insensitive things I've ever heard. This is shocking to me. Yeah. 
that this is what we're getting. Not from like some fucking guy like, hey, this is some guy. Hey, you know, he went to Ohio State, but this guy in Ann Arbor says he was a bust. Yeah. This is Adam Schefter, the number one news source in the NFL. Adam Schefter. This is Gil Brandt, a pro football Hall of Famer. Decades-long career. Worked for the Dallas Cowboys. Like, this is a titan of the NFL. Yeah. Oh, it's always something with this guy. He was living to be dead. Maybe he should have stayed in, you know. He essentially said maybe he should have stayed at Ohio State and he wouldn't have gotten hit by a truck on the side of the freeway. Yeah. Like, you're a prick. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you are not a nice man. I, I mean, don't care sound, if you're nine ninety. Like yeah, you're a crusty. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. it's shocking. It's ap- to me, it's absolutely shocking. I just don't. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It just shouldn't happen, but it does. And what's the punishment going to be? None. 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 And you know, the other thing is, I just I, nothing will happen to these guys. I could see Gil Brandt not working again. I don't know that that's a bad thing. But who cares? Who cares, right? Because even if he doesn't work again, it's not like the guy's 20 and he needs his career. It's over. Yeah. like, But for Adam Schefter, nothing will happen from this. I mean, what do you, what's ESPN do? Even if, and I, and I completely agree, but I just want to put this in perspective. Even if ESPN was flipped him the bird and said, get the hell out of here. We don't want you anymore. The guy's a millionaire. The guy, I mean, the guy's set for life. I mean, it's not, again, it's not like the price that he would pay is, is some kind of life-altering, horrible thing. Not that they're going to do anything about it, because they're not. You know, and if they did, it would be like, oh, uh, he's not going to be on the air for a week, and he's not going to have access to his Twitter account for a week. <laughs> like, it's just petty. And Garcy wants to know if anybody's reached out to John Gruden for comment. Dude. Yeah. That's yeah. where we are in the NFL. Yes. Yes. Hey, is John so, Gruden, but, but you know, again, got anything to say? But like, again, all this is going to happen, and w- and what are we going to do? We're all going to have the NFL ticket. We're all going to turn it on on Sunday, and everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's really unfortunate. By the way, on the Dwayne Haskins situation, what were you doing on a freeway in Fort Lauderdale? Like running or walking on the freeway, and then you just decided to walk across lanes of traffic. What I I, I don't want to know. I would prefer like, and I think we love to do this when famous people pass. Yeah, we need to know how. Like this is Bob Saget dying in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Like we need to know how. Yeah, I mean it's an ugly death. I mean it is not. It, it's yeah. It's well. Ugly. There's only a couple of things you can theorize. And I'm not going to do that publicly because, well, the guy just died. But there's only a couple of things you can theorize as to how this went down. And none of them are good. No. None of them are good. It is. It's really tragic and unfortunate. And I don't. I. Man. We don't value, you know, young talent. We don't. We're, We're more interested in talking about that he struggled in one of the worst organizations in the league. And that's what I love. See, this is what I love, too. And this should be said. We we want to talk about... Adam Schefter wants to talk about how Dwayne Haskins struggled in Washington, which nobody disagrees with, right? But we don't want to talk about how they're one of the worst organizations in the league, you know? Why why not in the tweet say, hey, you know, he 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 persevered through his times in Washington. 
He got to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was doing great. It's really and it's really sad. Man, like and I yeah. Cuz we define people by what they do for a living. I mean, what's the first question you ask just about anybody you meet? Hey, what do you do for a living? Yeah. And it, you know, yeah. Jeremy Bolton says, "What do you mean we need to know how he died? Duke got smashed by a dump truck." Okay, well, what were you doing at that hour of the day on a free what was walking on a freeway? What careful? What were we doing walking on a freeway at that time in the morning? What were we doing walking across lanes of traffic? Like, what? that's not normal. What were you doing there? You're a 24-year-old multimillionaire athlete, and you're walking down the freeway in Fort Lauderdale? Like, I, I that seems normal to you. I'm fascinated by what he was doing there. Like, I, I don't want to know, honestly. Like, this goes back to... You know, like when Taylor Hawkins, the drummer of the Foo Fighters, died. Like, that really pissed me off. Because I think the first thing I said to my wife is, I hope it's not drugs. Well, it turned out it was Man, drugs. What it, yeah. You know, like, and it turned out that he had massive heart, congestive heart failure, and his heart could not handle. We know what this is going to be. This is going to be an, an ending that didn't have to happen. Yeah. This is going to be one of those things where it could have been prevented. Dwayne Haskins... Somehow, some way, let's say that there was no nefarious anything and he just made the naive mistake of thinking he could run across a freeway to get to the other side. Let's say that's what it was. This could have been prevented. Like, did his car break down? Who did he call? What was he doing there? Why was he crossing a freeway? Why not just call somebody and say, hey, my car broke down on the freeway? My guess is there were extenuating circumstances. That's what I'm guessing. Um, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, it's I, terrible. It's yeah. terrible, man. And Garcia says, do we re do we actually know uh, real details on the situation? We don't. No. We don't. There's a hell of a lot of speculation out there about what happened, but we don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, talking with Raphael Podcast, mental health is real. It is real. And I don't know if mental health had anything to do with this. I have no idea. I'm not speculating that anything happened with Dwayne Haskins. But if you're depressed or if you are thinking thoughts that you're scared of call somebody yeah call somebody ask for help there's a ton of help out there there's just no there's no reason to do it all right before we get out of here let's talk about you destroying the uh the earth um so you went to zion and bryce over the weekend yeah why do you look so trepidatious here why do you seem i i mean because i i i think we're trying to do all this youtubing we're trying to make more videos for you guys we're trying to do uh -huh. cool things okay I, I get to the show today, and what's the first thing I hear? Oh, well, you know, you were just busy killing the environment. No, I said, I, what you said is, what are we going to title the show? And I said, we're going to title it, like, I'm Jake, comma, I hate birds and trees. <laughs> he would not title the show that. I wanted him to put that on the thumbnail. How, why, he would not. Why, how do I hate birds and trees? <laughs> so... You went to Zion this week. Did you do this car thing at Zion or at Bryce? Mostly Zion. And, but a okay. little bit of price. So you're you're throttling your car through Zion mm -hmm. loudly and like around the turn. Wow! Like around this turn mm -hmm. to create social media content. Why is that a bad thing? I, I, that's a, I hate that. Why? Well, one, it's bad for the environment. Two, it's a park. It's, it's, it, we don't need like, can pops and loud growling exhaust 
bouncing off of the majestic walls of Zion National Park. Mm -hmm. But I could be wrong. I'm probably being a crusty old man here. I'm probably being Gil Brandt. I admit that I could be Gil Brandt here. I just don't. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I enjoy it. So if that if that means if that's something bad, but then just I enjoy it, it in the desert. I enjoy it at Cars and Coffee. I enjoy it on you know getting on the Bangor Highway. Mm-hmm. I, I'm all good with that. It's Zion. It is beautiful. It is nature. It mm-hmm. is. The serenity of being in a park like that. Mm-hmm. It's one of the coolest places you can drive in the country. So drive your car through there. Why does it have to be like a loud exhaust, like racetrack kind of thing? Because it's fun. Because it's enjoying life. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, hey, I guess. I, I. And again, I'm open to the idea I'm just being crusty. I would never do that. I would never do that. I just think that. You know, hey, if you want to, like, there's even tunnels at Zion that you could go loudly through the tunnel. Okay, I, did. I get that. I know. I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm. But why at a park? Why can't we just have serenity in nature? Why do we have to have every fucking asshole in the world parking across street and blocking road? And why do we have to do that? Why do we have to be listening to a running stream? And hearing really loud exhaust of a speeding car. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not, it's in my opinion, it's just not the right place to do that. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I mean, it. you're totally wrong. Yeah. I disagree with it. I think, I think it's a national park. Like, I think there's, I, I think it's what we can do. I mean, yeah. Okay. I understand your complaint. I get it. But, you know. I don't know. That's the car I have. Like, if you don't want loud cars, then I guess we need to talk about... I didn't say I don't want loud cars. Well, I don't know what the what the solution is then. That's my because thing. Because you weren't just driving through the park. No, I, I admit I'm not saying that I was trying to be quiet. I wasn't trying to be quiet. I was trying to make YouTube content on an STI in a national park. There's yeah. no denying that I was trying to, to make videos. Okay. None. I don't dispute that at all. Okay, cool. You know, but, but it's not even, it's not even, it's not, I'm not, I'm really ball breaking you on like, I know I'm not mad or anything. I'm just saying like, I was, I was just trying to make, make content on it. That's really what I was trying to do. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with rolling shots or, and again, if we're in the middle, like when we were going, when we went out to mammoth a few months ago, that's when you do like, like flying down a highway. That's when you do that. When yeah. there's nobody around and I'm all down with that. I just think it, it's Zion like, you know. So what other national parks or what other recreational areas would you consider not wanting to do that at? I, mean, I wouldn't do it in Zion, but like, I wouldn't you know. do it in any. Like I, the, the thought of doing that at like Yellowstone is appalling to me. Like if you just want to drive normally through the park, hey, that's great. I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. it's I just think we don't give a damn about anybody that's around us and in situations like that or like at Zion the problem is like that that loop that goes into the park goes deep into the park that you have to have a reservation for now to drive down that road did you guys do that road I'm not I, I'm not sure I think I mean we drove it through. dead ends into a parking lot where there's like all kinds of majestic views and rivers and you no. so I think we did but I think we rode the the trolley thing 
You did. Do that. Okay, so yeah. the end of the they but, didn't let you they didn't they weren't they weren't letting people drive down there. Do you know why? I don't know why. Because people are such assholes. That road is smaller and people will pull over and they'll park too deep. Like they'll double park, block the road. When we were there, there was somebody who was parked like they were the front end of their car was sticking out. We had to drive around them. Mm-hmm. So they're, they have essentially said, okay, well, since you're all a bunch of pricks, nobody can drive down that road. It is now a bus service or trolley or whatever they yeah, call it. Yeah, whatever they call it, yeah. But I look at Yellowstone. Like, I think the nature and the animals that are at Yellowstone, I mean, we just have so few places like that. Mm. Sell so loud, loud cars, you know, with exhaust. And I, it, there's a time and a place for that. And I just don't think it's full throat at Zion or Yellowstone or Bryce or Arches or mm-hmm. I just yeah. think that's not the the venue for that. Uh, eBay, the sofa server says Zion or Bryce, which did you like more? Got to pick one. by far. By not far. Even it's not even close. Yeah. Um, it's not close. Jake, I'm an old man. I agree with Monty. Good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Somebody agreed with me. Holy cow. Nobody would be, nobody would have an issue with this if it was a nicer car. Um, Nobody would. Jake, no joyriding on this side of the line. What does your car have to do with this? Because if it was a Lamborghini, nobody would be. Nobody would have issue with it. Yes, Everybody I would. Everybody would think it would cool. Yes, I would. I highly doubt that. No. I yes, I would. I highly doubt that. There's a time and a place for that. There yeah. is a time yeah. and a place. For, I just talked about it on Thursday or whatever day that was. Mm-hmm. There is nothing better than the, the thing that I will never forget at, at Yellowstone was when we were coming back from Old Faithful. It's a long drive back. I don't know, babe, what is 90 minutes or whatever it was to get back from Old Faithful. We turned into this rest area, if you will, that was a bunch of trees, a parking lot, some picnic tables, but you walked 50 yards through the tree line and you come out into this beautiful meadow with a river running down the middle of it and these tall grasses and an area where you can sit and just lay on a blanket if you want and picnic and hear, you know, massive loud exhaust backfiring and roaring through the park. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm there for. Like it has nothing to do with whether it's a Lambo or a Ferrari or whatever. It has to do with the fact that that's not the time and place. And I think sometimes the problem is that we don't care about the time and place. And I'm not talking about you specifically, but I just think we don't care about the time and place. We don't care about the people that are around us. You know, like this guy yesterday, we're driving over to the to the New Harmons or whatever day this was. And this guy in this this car just had this loud backfire. He had a Whistler kit on his exhaust. And so he had a loud backfire and it's like jarring and it's like why is that cool in that moment in time when you're surrounded by cars why is that fun like i just don't understand that i get it's a young man's game i'm just telling you national parks and and forestry is not the place to do that mm-hmm. and i don't care what car you're driving i i i really don't um greg hawkins says jake no joyriding on this side of the line Jeremy Bolton says, because Jeeps are good for the environment. It has nothing to do with polluting the environment. I was being it's sarcastic. The it's the premise. It's the time and the place, the noise level, the inconsiderate nature of that act. You know, like it, 
you just, I, yeah, I hate it. Um, let's see. I, and now a comment up. Um, you are an old man. Why are you so bitter? I'm not being bitter. I'm not being bitter. And again, I'm not trying to, I love cars. I'm a car guy, right? Like, and we've, you, you cannot deny, I want better exhaust on my car. I want my, my SQ5 to be louder. So I let want, me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's say that, let's say that you had an exhaust on your Audi and it was louder and it was like where you wanted it to be in the day to day. Would you leave your Audi at home if you were going to Zion then? No, I would drive more slowly and be more respectful of it. Mm -hmm. I would not be doing, I would not be doing pulls in the middle of Zion. I just would not. Mm -hmm. I would not. Mm -hmm. I would not be doing pulls in the middle of Yellowstone. I would not be doing pulls in, you know, like it's not that it's not that your car is loud. I don't think you get this. It is it's nothing to do with your car being loud. Mm-hmm. That's not the that's not the issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The issue is the venue. That's pure that's a hundred percent it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you would never drive the speed limit in Yellowstone if you were in your Audi. Well, what but it, it's not but that's, it's not I think, speed limit. Yeah, he, what he's it's saying, not speed limit. Listen, what he's saying is he doesn't he doesn't want the Ricer Honda ricing through i don't want you i don't want you destroying the 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 environment and the atmosphere that is created in those specific those places in this country are so rare anymore Mm -hmm. how many places in this country can you go literally throw a blanket down and not hear a thing and just enjoy the creek and enjoy the wind like I vividly remember the wind blowing through those trees and you hear that sound of the wind and the leaves rustling and the water flowing. Mm-hmm. Like you have all this stuff. It just it makes me crazy, dude. I'll agree. When we were in Yellowstone, there was a group of um, motorcycles, but like loud mm-hmm. that just, you know, they go driving by and it just, just it's jarring. Yeah, We were like, Jesus, you know, but... That's what I'm talking about. Motorcycles the same. Yeah. You know, it just, I just, there's a time and place. There's a time and place. Oh, uh, here comes Mrs. M. Dum, da, dum, dum. Exactly, Tanner. <laughs> the voice of reason. Yeah. Fat Jesus says, get off my national park. Exactly right. Exactly. I, I admit it. This is one of those things where I'm a bitter old man. I'm a bitter old man about it. And I'm, I'm happy to be that. I am happy to be that. What did you enjoy about Zion? Driving through it. That, I'm not even being a dick. <laughs> I enjoyed driving through it. I did. I'm a car person. I really enjoyed the views. I enjoyed the roads. You know, like I, I, I mean, the hikes were great. You know, we, I mean, we were only really there a day. You know, so it wasn't like we were there like yeah. several days. But yep. I mean, we did three hikes in one day. We did. Did you do you the know, Emerald Pools? Yeah, Emerald Pools was great. You know, we did the Canyon Overlook Trail uh, Sunday morning, which was cool. Um, we did the river walk, which is the last stop on that. I think that's the road you're talking about. I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know the road super well, but that was like the last stop on the trolley. Um, so that was really cool. That was my favorite hike. It is, it is quiet. It is nice. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good time, but yeah, I admit it. I'm a car person. I like driving through those areas. I like, I like driving through them too. Yeah. I liked it. I think you're just, are you just breaking my balls? No, I'm not. I understand. You're saying, I want you to hear me clearly say, I don't want to, I don't want to hear you say again that I don't get it. You're saying that you don't want me driving through and being really loud with my car. You don't have a problem with me taking my loud car to the national park. It's that I drove it loud and I was obnoxious about it and that I was, you know, breaking the silence essentially that is the national park. I get it. I get it. Yeah. The serenity 
of that atmosphere is mm-hmm. what I was talking about. I understand. About. Yeah, so. I get it. Anyway, mm-hmm. so everybody's asking for an update on the Jeep. Here's an update on the Jeep. We haven't done a thing to it. We've owned it two days. Um, but we went to Four Wheel Parts in Salt Lake. Um and we ordered our lift, our lift kit. We got a Terraflux three-inch um, ST lift, so I'm exp- I'm excited about that. Um, we are we also ordered our side steps for it, um, so I'm excited about that because the side step is an electronic step where you open the door and the the step pops down, mm-hmm. but it's also got cold rolled steel for a case, so the step folds up into that case. Um, so you can rock climb and bang it against rocks and, and rock slide protection. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really good. Now those were 1300 bucks. So that wasn't cheap. The lift was $2,400. Um, so that was not cheap. Um, in about a 12 minute span, we spent $4,000 on Saturday at four wheel parts. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not wheels and tires and that's not shocks because, supply chain we went to order this lift and i wanted the falcon adjustable shocks um, because terraflex owns falcon which is a major shock company um they're nine months out on falcon adjustable shocks so i'm probably gonna wind up with a monotube shock which is fine uh the monotube does the job as well we'll probably wind up uh running fox shocks on that um it's 600 bucks for a four pack of shocks two in front two in back so we'll probably wind up doing that. But yeah, we're on our way. The the real the real like butthole clinching moment's gonna be buying tires. Cause we're putting 35s on. So we're gonna put, and I want to clarify what size. The wheel, the steel wheel is gonna be 17 inches. Likely somewhere around 17 inches. The height of the tire itself is 35 inches. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna put 35s on there. And those are going to be about five, between five and five twenty-five per per tire. Right. And then you figure, <laughs> yeah, then you figure you're because you got to do five of them because you have a Jeep. You can please God, do not leave your stock tire on the back door <coughs> of the Jeep. So you're buying everything in a five, not mm-hmm. four, because um, the spares got to be the same. So it'll be five tires. So you're looking at like probably twenty-eight hundred bucks just in tire. And then five wheels for that is probably going to be somewhere around 600, 700 bucks per, per wheel. So we're looking at like 10 G's out the door for wheels. Like it's, yeah, it's going to be hefty. So I don't know when we're going to do that. But the problem is you don't, you don't really want to run stocks when you put in a, a three inch lift on yeah, your Jeep. Can't do that. So it's, it, you know, anyway, um, Jake, did you consider doing angels landing? Uh, I did. The girlfriend didn't want to do it because it was too busy. And also it's uh, very high up. You have obviously. to get a permit now. Yeah. Also. Yeah. You just can't walk up. Yeah. Um, Jake, what exhaust do you have on your ricer? I'm thinking of doing something uh, to my IS250. Um, it's a, just an axle back from Nameless. Uh, basically a muffler delete from Nameless Performance. They're a, you know. A, yeah, but you have beautiful tips and like yeah i mean it's not it's not it's not an expensive it's not an exhaust it is it is a muffler delete bolted onto the exhaust that came with the car that's all it is yeah uh michael burton says i agree with time and uh place sentiments i'm i'm always right we get it yeah uh but so yeah this jeep is is the the initial modification of the jeep is going to be the most expensive part yeah that's going to be because we're like four grand into it now 
Um, and then you figure five, 10 more, 11 more just in suspension and wheels and tires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's expensive. So about opening that restaurant. <laughs> that's yeah. not cheap either. So this is another interesting conversation. Maybe we save this because we're late. We're out of time. It's eight o'clock. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'll talk about that down the road. Yeah, for sure. Because um, we're also working on that still. And There's everything just happening. requires time and money. Mm-hmm. You know, if money's endless, right? I mean, it as is. you know, as a kid, we had a money tree in the backyard that Jake used to routinely strip of all of its leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. right. you know, yeah, we didn't have a money tree. Nope. You know. So. Nope. Anyway, yeah, go ahead, play the music. All right. Now I feel like I killed your buzz here. You're it's like fine. you're in a pissy it's ass fine. mood. It's not fine though. I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, it's just a, it, you know. I took yeah. the wind out of your sails. It's all good. Captain Ahab. You over can't here. have it both ways. You can't be a jerk Uh-oh. and then feel bad for being a jerk so now and I'm like a jerk. want him to resolve you. You weren't a jerk. No, but you like you can't be strong in your opinion and then be like, oh man, I'm really sorry. I was strong in my opinion. Make sure you hit subscribe. Give us a thumbs up uh, on this channel. If you're watching on YouTube, appreciate you being here. If you're on our podcast, thank you so much. Shop our affiliate links in the description on both platforms. Make sure you find us on YouTube, The Monty Show. You can always just Google search The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Until tomorrow, say be quiet, Jake. Be quiet, Jake.